Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. I loved camp. It's why I became a pastor, because I thought eventually I would be an ordained camp director. Uh, And I kind of am in some ways. I kind of feel like being a pastor here feels like we we got some camp vibe going on in this congregation, you know? Pretty laid back, kind of do things together, create community. It's not real tight, high church, that kind of thing. It's just kind of like meeting people where they're at, connecting them to the full life of Christ, right? That's our mission statement. Uh, I first started out at camp, going to Camp Omega. Y'all know where that is? It's down a water mill, down by Fairville. I was raised in the LCMS, which is a little bit more conservative than our, like, okay, really conservative for you. Um, but they have some great camp songs. You ready? Repeat after me. Beautiful stars. And we would just rest 
and then we would have a prayer and talk about what we're grateful for, what we might need help with. That sense of community, that sense of belonging, um, really stuck with me. Uh, then I ended up uh, going to Lutheran Campus Ministry, which is a real passion of mine. I love Lutheran Campus Ministry because basically it was like camp at college. Uh, we sang a lot of camp songs, we created community. Uh, I was music director there for two years, and then uh, my, my boss was with Pastor Fred Fritz, which is redundant if you know German. Uh, actually filled out the paperwork for me to go to seminary. I didn't even know he did this. He sent it in, made the MFP, and then the next thing I knew, I got this letter like, you're going to Luther Seminary. I'm like, huh. <laughs> so that was interesting. <laughs> Meanwhile, I am in summer Greek and finishing my internship at Egan Park and Rec. And no, I don't watch that show. I don't get it. Um, but it was, it was, and then I graduated like three weeks later from my camp. It's like all these things on top of each other. And it was, it was great. Um, so I feel like going to camp kind of solidified my vocation. And vocation is, is literally to call. And so as I was thinking of this, I, you all know me pretty well now, I was thinking, vocare, vocare. I know that's not the right word, but that's the actual Latin word for to call, vocare. What does it mean to be called? Um, so I didn't end up as a camp director, uh, but I did take a lot of kids to camp over the last 25 years. In fact, I'll be doing some leadership training up at Luther Crest with that staff so that they have a good, healthy summer in relationship with each other. Vocare, to be called, is really all about grace. I want you to think about that for a little bit. It is the things that we do that we cannot help but do on behalf of neighbor. It is not the should, ought, or have to. It is not the thing that, that you are like guilty if you don't do it. It's that imputation of the Holy Spirit that crashes in and transforms everything and it makes all things new. It's not just the black bear experience. It's noting the black bear experience and then going, wake up. You've got all of this goodness around you. How then can you share this grace with other people? This is what makes us distinctively ELC Lutherans, by the way. That other church doesn't have that same way of looking at it. And many of our other traditions that many of you come from various traditions, this is unique. This is not an if-then congregation. If you do this, then you get to go to heaven. It is because this has already been done for you, therefore, celebrate this good gift. You've already been given new life. We just sing. You've already been given this new life. What are you going to do with it? Vocare! Oh, I need to have that little earworm in your head. What is the thing that is calling you? What is the thing that 
you might be feeling compelled to do. Think about that over the next couple of weeks and let me know. I also, I also call the imputation of the Holy Spirit the holy headbutt. <laughs> because sometimes you don't know where it's coming from, right? You just get knocked into service. You get knocked into sharing something. You get this urge to, to do things that blows other people's minds when you're not even thinking that it's a big deal. It can be as simple and stupid as opening up a door for a neighbor or making a meal for somebody that you just heard is coming back from the hospital or call, writing a card or being in the prayer gym and praying for somebody. It can be simple, it can be radical. If you're interested in seminary, I will fill out the application for you. <laughs> now I want to talk about Simon because Simon was son of Jonah, he was a fisherman, right? He ended up being a really big deal, even though he had some quirks about him, right? Pretty sure he denied Christ at some point, and a cock crowed, and he was ashamed. Pretty sure he got it right today, though. Who do people say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Bingo! Good job, Simon. Now, you know what? I'm going to name you Simon Peter. Rock. Hey, Rock, where do you want to go today? You want to go to Caesarea Philippi? Well, why did they mention the whole gates of Hades and all that? Any idea? Because Caesarea Philippi was known to be where the god Pan hung out. Pan, pretty much the opposite of Jesus Christ. We'll just put it that way. I'm not going to Google Pan. But that's part of the question of why this shows up in the Hades piece. It's not a place of punishment. It's not this place that... Uh, you know, I always go to like the far side cartoons where <laughs> it's like aerobics in hell. And it's just really hot. <laughs> it's not that at all. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with like where they were going and why they were going there. Petros, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. This is a name change so similar to Abraham, to Abraham, and Sarah, to Sarai. It transforms everything. You are now the foundation of the church. I am the cornerstone, Jesus says, and I am the builder, and we're going to build this thing up. And oh, by the way, I'm going to give you the keys. Now, you might wonder, what, 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 keys, keys or what? You know, did they have keys back then? I don't know. But they gave them keys, and it's now called what we understand as the office of the keys. The office that I fill, the office that Pastor Tanner fills, is called the office of the keys. And that means that I have been ordained and set aside to do something really specific. I've been installed to do word and sacrament. And I can be uninstalled and plugged into a different parish because that is the calling. You're not just called to a specific place. You're called to 
the church, the church, the big church. What is the Holy Spirit calling you to do? Vokari. Whoa. Where are you being called? What are the things that fill you up? Where is the Holy Spirit going to knock you towards wherever you're at in this life? Because the Holy Spirit isn't this timid breath of fresh air. She's a... Uh, She's quite compelling. And once you start listening, once you start paying attention, you might end up in an entirely different place than you were before. And it's a good place. It's a place that's filled with grace, with love, with kindness. And I think we are compelled to show that over and over and over again. And for this good gift, we can all say, thanks be to God.